So this talk has been a long time coming and we're finally going to be giving our complete guide to what one of our players recently called the magical two week break. And make no mistake, when done in the way that we're going to be outlining here for you, taking a complete two week break from basketball, fully disconnected, no training, no playing of any kind, can be downright magical. And this has become one of the most surprisingly powerful techniques that we use here at Deep Game to the point where now it's it's actually fundamental to our training process. This is up there with meditation and all of the exercises that we talk about in these talks. This is something that you must be scheduling into your annual schedule as a basketball player. It's something that pretty much every pro does. Like they have very specific, well-defined breaks that they take from the game. And what I want to point out right off the bat is that as powerful as this can be, you can very easily waste your time and come back worse than when you started. So uh, <laughs> you might be surprised at how long this talk actually is, and that's just because there's a lot to say about this. There's a lot of nuance to this approach. And because we only have so many times per year that we can do this, most players only have maybe two or three opportunities to really take a full two weeks to themselves during the year, because the, the opportunity to do this is so rare, we want to make sure that we get this right. Because like I said, you can waste your two weeks and then have to wait another four to six months to do this again. And we want to make sure that we get the most out of it every single time. The other thing that I want to point out off the bat is that... <laughs> If you have um, hesitancy or resistance to doing this practice, you should know if you told 15 year old Taylor to take two weeks off of basketball and, and not touch a ball for two weeks, he would have laughed in your face. I would have said like, not a chance. I'm not even taking a day off. Like my skills will fall apart. I'm not gonna be able to shoot after like taking two weeks off. I'm gonna have to rebuild everything again. And to that, like now that I'm a little bit older <laughs> with more experience, um, I will say that after taking, well, I retired when I was, I guess, 19, 10 years later, I went to the gym, hadn't touched a ball really uh, for most of that period of time and hadn't trained in many, many years, went to the gym, warmed up, shook off the rust. And then I had a friend rebounding for me who started to count and I shot a hundred shots kind of freestyle around the arc and made 80 out of 100, all right? So shot 80%, not as good as when I was in high school, but come on, for like 10 years off, my skills did not fall apart. And I had fallen for that myth my entire career that if I take a day off, I'm gonna lose my touch. And it's just simply not true. And this is why pros can take like two weeks, a month off during the summer, come back and after you know a day or so of training, be right back to the where they were before and probably a lot more fresh, all right? So if you're worried that your skills are gonna fall apart by doing this, just simply don't be worried about that. It will really, really surprise you how good you feel when you come back. And the second thing that I'll say is that, um, well, 15-year-old Taylor would have said is that I'll never become a pro if I start taking time off of basketball, like pros don't do that. Pros train all year round. Doesn't Kobe train six hours a day, six days a week, six months out of the year? And to that, I will say, no, Kobe took breaks and so does every single other pro. And I recently came across, I, I wanna share this example with you at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> as I was preparing for this talk, I actually was listening to uh, the Kevin Durant podcast called The Etceteras, and he had an episode with J. Cole, and about nine minutes into that episode, which is awesome, you should totally, totally listen to that one, 
Nine minutes into that episode, J. Cole said that when he was developing his most, uh, when he was producing his most recent album, he got into this rut where he was showing up every day into this to the studio and he was just brute forcing it. It didn't feel right. It, he wasn't doing good work. He wasn't feeling creative. It was starting to actually feel like work rather than the art form that he loved to do. And so ultimately he decided to take a break and he said, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to take to uh, take a break for. I think he planned for a week and stretched it into six weeks. And during that six weeks, he like watched movies. I think he said he watched The Last Airbender um, or Avatar, The Last Airbender, the the series that is a, is a cartoon, if you're not familiar with that. So he watched that. He hung out with friends and family. He just kind of hung out. And at the end of two weeks, he returned to the studio, completed the album, felt incredible, felt refreshed and creative again. And KD's response to that was actually the exact same. He said, I felt so guilty when I thought about taking a long break from basketball. But as soon as I did it, I realized, oh, like life is pretty cool, <laughs> right? And so pros do this. This should be a fundamental part of your annual schedule as a basketball player. And it should be something that you approach in the same way with the same um, sincerity as you approach your training with a purpose and with... Uh, a very specific way in which you do it. We don't just sit on the couch, play video games for two weeks. That's not going to get the job done here. So there's a very specific way that we do this. And uh, finally, the last thing I would have told you as 15-year-old Taylor is that if I do this, it means I'm not dedicated. It means that I'm not really committed to the game. If I'm taking two weeks off, then I'm not really serious about my goals. And what I would have encouraged 15-year-old Taylor to do and what I'll encourage you now to do is to mature your form of commitment to the game, okay? Have a, a deeper, more mature dedication to the game of basketball, meaning you're not constantly gripping it with, with a tight fist, trying to get as much out of it as you can, trying to brute force it, but giving it space in the same way that a mature relationship, you give the other person space, you give the game space and you take separation and you, you come back to it refreshed with all of yourself, with the best of yourself. And real dedication to the game of basketball means doing whatever will deepen your love for the game and your growth within the game the most. It doesn't mean doing the most training because the most training is not always going to get you the most result. A lot of the time, if you take these two-week breaks strategically over the course of the year and even uh, throughout your weekly schedule, as we'll, we'll uh, give you some tricks to do that, when you do this, it will get you better results than if you had spent that time training. Okay, so again, a mature dedication to the game means doing whatever will elicit the most growth and ignite the most love for the game itself. That is a mature dedication to the game, and that's what this two-week break does for you. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, again, this is going to be probably on the longer side. I don't know how long this is going to take, but we're going to get into two main chapters. The first one is going to be why we're taking this break to really deeply understand the benefits and what you're going to experience during this break. Um, it's really important to start off with why, because 
frankly, <laughs> you're not gonna get those results if you don't understand why we're doing this. It's sort of like if Elon Musk asked you to come work at SpaceX and he said, you know, we're gonna take humanity to Mars but you didn't understand why you're going to Mars, it would sound like the strangest thing in the world. And in the same way to a serious basketball player, taking two weeks off basketball sounds like going to Mars. It sounds so strange. But until Elon says to you like, hey, we're exhausting the planet's resources, we need a backup plan and humanity's survival may depend on us being successful with building these rockets that can go to Mars. Then you say, oh, okay, I I'm in, like, let's do this, this is serious. And in the same way, we really need to understand why we're taking this two-week break first. So don't skip over that chapter. Make sure that you listen to it. Next, we're going to get into <clears throat> exactly how to take the break, what uh, the, the key principles behind it are, what to do during the break, what not to do during the break, and just give you an overview and a guide to how to do it. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with an FAQ. So I really want this to be, again, because... <laughs> We only get so many opportunities per year to do this. We're taking the two weeks already. If we're gonna commit two weeks, it's like totally, totally worth taking 45 minutes, an hour, however long this is gonna to be to really understand how to do it first. And uh, it's gonna be worth your while, truly. And <laughs> to uh, back up that point and drive this home, I wanna share before we take a, uh, a quick break here, I wanna share a review of the two week break from a player named Austin. Austin's one of our college players in deep game and recently took his first two week break after a really successful season actually in his college team. So Austin said, the benefits of the break were insane. I grew so much in my relationships and my purpose. I feel like Austin the person rather than Austin the basketball player. I feel completely rejuvenated. I just feel so free. The break was so good that I extended it to 17 days. When I returned, it felt like I hadn't missed a beat. I shot pretty much the same, if not slightly better than I was 17 days before. It was so funny to me because I remember taking, I remember a few years ago, I would shoot worse after taking one day off just because I was convinced that I lost my touch. Sound familiar? If you're on the fence about taking the break, do it. It is much more than worth it. So that comes from a college basketball player who recently did this for the first time. And uh, that is what I will say to you. If you're on the fence about taking this two week break, do it. It can quite literally transform your relationship to basketball and have you coming back at a higher level than, um, than you have been in a really long time. All right, so we will once again take a, a quick break now and then cut into chapter, uh, the first chapter, which we'll, we will be discussing why to take the break, the benefits and so on. And as we go, I'll also point out that we're gonna be covering some really deep lessons about the game of basketball, about the game of basketball, your relationship to the game of basketball. And so even if you're not gonna be taking this two week break for a little while, maybe it's not um, in your schedule for several months or something like that, the lessons that you're gonna learn in this talk will make it worth it for you. All right, so we will take a quick break right now. Feel free to grab a drink of water if you need to, stretch up, settle in, and we will get into chapter number one, why we take these two-week breaks. Okay, welcome back. So as I alluded to in the intro, the benefits to this two-week break are so much greater than simple physical recovery. Like It is so much more profound than just that. That is one tiny, tiny part of why we do this is just simple physical recovery and the experiencing those benefits the really transformative benefits to your game 
is completely dependent on your ability to follow the instructions. If you just take this talk and use it as an excuse to sit on the couch for two weeks, eat junk food and play video games, that's not going to get the job done. All right, You will come back guaranteed worse off than when you took the break. If you do it in the right way, you will come back firing on all cylinders. All right. What I'll also say is that towards the end of this chapter, you will realize that you have returned or towards the end of the break, rather, you will realize that you have returned to the game with a much deeper and more experiential mastery of the eight laws of the deep game to the point where they become a lot more automatic, effortless, and sort of second nature for you because you've actually experienced them during this break. And this results in some huge transformations in your game as uh, I've alluded to before. So I've shared this story before and I'll share it very quickly now because it really drives this point home. Towards the end of my high school career, in my second last year of high school, I tore a third of the cartilage in my hip capsule. And I'm sure you already know this if you've been around Deep Game for any length of time. But because of that, I had a surgery that landed me basically in bed for like six weeks. I was hobbling around on crutches. We had to actually put my mattress and my bed in the living room because I couldn't go up the stairs. And I just hung out there for six weeks, hanging out with my girlfriend, watching friends reruns, like eating good food, spending time with family. My friends would come over now and then. And I I couldn't even really... um, Uh, you know, I couldn't go outside and like shoot on the driveway or anything. This was a full break, forced break. And after that, I couldn't go back to playing basketball immediately. I had to like learn how to walk again and then jog again and run and jump again. And then I could kind of get into like light skill workouts and, and very slowly progress into full contact basketball. So this was the longest break I'd ever taken. And I, I don't think I'd actually taken a break at all up until that point. I used to think, again, that like a day off would ruin my jump shot. So why would I take a break? However, what happened completely shocked me. When I came back from that break, I had the rustiest skill set of my career. I hadn't trained at all. And yet I played the best basketball of my life. And the reason for that was because this break that I took, which was, uh, again, much longer than two weeks, it rewired my relationship to the game of basketball on a fundamental level and reconnected me with, first of all, myself as a human being beyond just being a basketball player. And second of all, reconnected me to the love of the game that I had. And that love of the game came through in my performance when I returned to the court. That did more to improve my game than any amount of training I had done over the course of my career. My scoring average more than doubled. I was a first team league all-star, got a college scholarship and so on and so forth. I'm sure you know the story, but it was because that break I took. And that break was powerful enough to overcome the fact that I had a bum hip, the fact that I didn't train, I had a rusty skill set. The the internal growth that happened as a result of that break pushed my game forwards much more than any amount of training could have. So I, I'm going to, well, I'll say first of all, you don't need a career-ending injury. You don't need to lay in bed for six weeks or anything like that. Just doing this two-week break, we've kind of refined it over time into a, a really uh, powerful, compact version of that that can give you the same result. Um What I'll also say is that I'm going to outline the benefits now in the sequence that you will actually experience them. So there's five main benefits here. The first one that you will experience is simply healing. All of us have some like deeper exhaustion that 
just can't be addressed. It can't be healed without a break. And that exhaustion is not only physical, um, of course, there's physical healing that happens, but there's mental, emotional, and psychological healing that happens. All of the, um, the, the mental toll and emotional toll of trying to make it in the game of basketball, I don't need to tell you how, how stressful and how taxing that can be if you're really serious about it, butting heads with coaches and teammates and dealing with all of the uh, competition that happens, like it, it takes a toll. And so the mind and the emotions and the psyche take more time than your physical body to actually heal and recover. So taking this two week break, you will first of all, experience that feeling happens. And there will be this sense of renewal and freshness, not only in your body, but your mind, your emotions, and your psyche. It's um, sort of like, you know, a soldier has to step off the battlefield to heal up and recover and like nurse his wounds before he goes back out on the battlefield. If the soldier never leaves the battlefield, eventually he's going to gas out and like there's going to be life-threatening consequences. Most basketball players are like the soldier that never leaves the basketball battlefield, right? We need to step off and heal fully before we can come back. And um like I said, the, the mind, the emotions, the psyche, they, they just take longer to recover. So we need the full two weeks. It's not just waiting until your body becomes fresh again. The second thing that will uh, come about for you, once you start to experience a little bit of this healing, there will be a mental clarity that comes over you where um, you've probably heard of like the 80-20 rule before, 20% uh, of what you do gives you 80% of the results. And that is guaranteed true for almost every basketball player I've ever come across. 20% of what you're doing is getting you almost all of your results. And the trick is to identify all of the waste and all of the excess that you don't need to be doing, remove that, and then recommit all of your energy to the 20% that's actually getting you the growth that you're looking for. And it's just really hard to do this when you're caught up doing what you're doing. It's sort of like, um, you know, we're, we have all of this wasted motion. We're moving around and moving around and kicking up all this dust. And before we know it, we're in this, we're like moving around in this dust cloud and we can't see exactly what to do. It's hard to make decisions properly. It's hard to know exactly what training to do. We get confused. We think we need to be doing something that we don't need to be doing. And we kick up this dust storm. In this two-week break, we stop moving, we stand still, and we allow the dust to settle. And as a result of that, this clarity comes over us where we ex know exactly what we need to do. <laughs> and you don't have to try to figure it out. You simply wait for the dust to settle, and the answers become very clear to you. Um, another way that I'll put this is it's sort of like our, you know, in our everyday basketball life, our boots are on the ground and we're walking the path. And it, if you can imagine, we're walking this path through this thick forest. It's really hard to see our way all the way to the end. We know we want to get to the end. We want to play professional basketball someday. And yet we, we can't see exactly where the path leads and how to get there. So we put one foot in front of the other and just hope that we're on the right path. Through this two-week break, we zoom out and we stop and <laughs> as we begin to zoom out and get this aerial view of the forest because we're not walking forwards any longer, we start to see the path a lot more clearly and maybe we were veering off to this side. Maybe we're veering off to this side. We don't actually know until we zoom out and get a clear view of the path that we need to be taking. Finally, when we return to the game, we know exactly where to go. 
And if we had never zoomed out and taken that break and got that aerial view, we may have ended up going in a circle. We may have ended up just taking a detour and never actually getting to the other side. It's very easy to do that, to make a wrong turn in your basketball life and never get to the end. These two-week breaks, when done strategically over the course of the year regularly, will course correct you and make sure that you're on the right path. And it comes through this mental clarity. Um, the next thing that you will experience, and again, this happens usually sequentially. So you'll start to heal, then the, that healing will give way to clarity. Once you gain that clarity, you will start to reconnect with yourself as a human being beyond just a basketball player. You get this separation where you start to realize, oh wait, like basketball is a game and it's supposed to be fun and I'm supposed to enjoy this right you know it's so easy to get caught up in thinking that this is like this high pressure job that we must do at all costs and we must make this happen and when we finally step back from the game and have some like uh it's sort of like absence makes the heart grow fonder if you are with your girlfriend or boyfriend you realize that if you don't see them for a week you miss them and it rekindles that love that you had in the first place so when you step away, get some like disconnect from the game, reconnect with yourself, that will help you reconnect with the love that you have for the game. And <laughs> this is sort of like when KD in that interview with J. Cole that I spoke about earlier, KD was like, uh, at the end of his really long break, he said, oh yeah, like life is pretty cool. Life is pretty cool. And then he came back and he was freshed and re refreshed and renewed and playing at a really high level. So once these things happen, healing comes, then that gives way to clarity, that gives way to this sense of reconnection, that gives way to freedom. This freedom is the freedom from these, the, I call it like the prison of your mind, this prison of belief systems that you've built up, the belief that you must be training six hours a day, seven days per week, or your skills will fall apart, that you need to be suffering and hurting and grinding and hustling and, and like going uh, pedal to the floor all day long. And if you're not hurting and you're not suffering, you're not doing it right. These are crazy nonsense belief systems. They are completely false. <laughs> and only once you give them up and you realize, why was I doing that in the first place? Once you heal and gain the clarity that, oh, that's not going to get me there. And actually, this can be enjoyable. This can feel good. This can, like, when I show up to the gym, I, I can actually enjoy this process. That's when you're going to make the most progress. And so it gives way to this freedom where you look back on what you've been doing and think, why was I doing that? <laughs> like, that, that was craziness. And you course correct and now you're on the right path again. By the end of this two weeks, when you return to the game, when you finally return to the game and you step back on the court, what almost all players experience is that there has been a transformation in the way that they play the deep game. And this means that you have, because of this experience, you have a deeper mastery of the eight laws of the deep game. Um, I'll run through these now for you. First of all, the law of presence, you have <laughs> disconnected from trying to like live in the past or in the future. And during this break, you're simply in the moment doing what you enjoy in the moment. <laughs> so you have this really deep law of presence that, that has been experienced over the course of these two weeks. You uh, have experienced the law of reverse effort by not trying to force improvement and actually just backing off and not trying at all. And when you see how much that improvement that actually 
uh, sparked for you, it gives you this, again, experience of the law of reverse effort, not just an intellectual understanding of it logically, but an in-your-bones experience. So we have also the law of extremes, which essentially... <laughs> All of us are carrying this emotional toll of the, the daily grind of life as a basketball player, and it is emotionally taxing. We all know this, lost games, lost matchups, you know, uh, games that we don't play as well as we want to, getting scolded by our coach. We, we are carrying these emotional charges that need time and separation to process. <clears throat> Again, going back to the relationship analogy that we use a lot, if you're in a fight with your girlfriend or boyfriend, most of the time you have to separate, cool down, think about it, come back and have this like rational <laughs> rational discussion when you're not charged. It's the same way with basketball. So this two-week break gives you time and, and space to discharge all of those emotions so that you come back to neutral and you approach the game in this centered state. So it gives you, again, an experience of the law of extremes. The law of transformation is pretty obvious, right? We, we completely disconnect from achievement altogether and we reconnect with just like internal growth that is happening over the course of these two weeks. The law of identity, we reconnect with ourself. The law of magnetism, we completely stop pulling the game towards us and we just stop, take a break reconnect with life that's happening around us I go go back to kd again like life is pretty cool right law of magnetism experienced not just logically understood the law of mastery this is really the biggest one or second biggest one when we relieve the pressure of these crazy belief systems that we have and we just again reconnect with ourselves and then reconnect with our love for the game and this will do so much <laughs> if you can play from a state of actually deeply loving the game of basketball <laughs> and the, the act of playing, not just chasing down achievement after achievement, but really deeply loving the process of it, that will do more for your game than just about anything else. And so that is the one of the biggest results from this two-week break is that you will just your love for the game will just be lit on fire once again. And finally, the law of transcendence, where you realize that there's more to life than the game of basketball. And as a result, it takes pressure off the game of basketball to fulfill you, and you start playing much better and much more free. So uh, <laughs> speaking of playing free, one of, um, one of our kind of deep game legends, Antti Markoc, who is a professional FIBA three-on-three player. I think he's actually on his way to the Olympics pretty soon, hopefully, um, playing th FIBA three-on-three. Auntie actually took this two-week break and reviewed it, so I want to I wanna read you what Auntie had to say, but he has that famous quote, you, you play free, you finally play free, and that's what it feels like when you return. So Auntie, his review goes like this. All the beautiful things about basketball come back. All the little things that you love and you kind of get into the groove much easier. Training is fun again. You start to enjoy small things like eating a meal, watching movies, video games, etc. And then you come back fresh and renewed. In other words, you play free. <laughs> so this is why we take the two-week break. As you can see, 
the, the benefits are so much deeper than just physically healing. Of course, that does happen and that is a big benefit, but the healing goes much deeper than that and the clarity that you feel, the reconnection with yourself and with the game that you feel, the, the freedom that you feel and, and the experiential mastery of all eight laws that will be carried with you onto the court after you come back from this two weeks makes this one of the most powerful practices that we do here. And so it is time to get into how to take the two-week break. So we'll take a quick break now. Feel free to grab a drink of water if you'd like to or just power through and I will see you in the next chapter. Okay, welcome back. So it is finally time to talk about how to take this two-week break in a way that's actually gonna spark a real transformation for you in your game so that you come back to the game feeling completely renewed with brand new creativity and inspiration and love for the game of basketball and hopefully having healed your physical body, your mind, your emotions, and your psyche. So there's a couple of principles that we need to cover right off the bat, and these are gonna govern the rest of the break and everything that we decide to do. Um, the first one should be obvious, and that's that you have to earn this. You have to earn this break. If you've been lazy for two months, this is not an excuse to take another two weeks of being lazy. No. <laughs> This break must be earned. So this means you have been training already or playing hard with your team. You've been in the thick of your season or like training really, really, really hard in the off season and you've actually earned the right to take a break. <laughs> that should be obvious, but uh, it really needs to be said here, okay? So that there's no confusion. This is something that we do strategically several times per year in between really hard blocks of training. The next thing, is that when you decide to take this, in the same way that we're um, really focused intensely on our training, when we take the break, it needs to be a complete disconnect, which means no training, no playing of any kind whatsoever. If you're thinking to yourself, maybe I'll just do a little shoot around or some stationary drills or play this game of pickup or uh, watch this game and like study this player, no, <laughs> okay? To do this the right way, it has to be a complete unplugging. You have to actually allow yourself to miss the game, to miss the active training. If you're missing it and you're feeling a desire to go and play, that is good. That's the goal here, okay? So complete disconnect. And once again, if you have to question whether or not you should be doing something, if you're like, um, you know, just dribbling in your garage or something like that, if you have to question it, don't do it. No basketball. Don't touch a ball. Put them away in your closet and, and come back to it after the break is over. And uh, finally, another um, really important principle, really important actually, is that during this break, we are reconnecting with purposelessness. So the way that I will say this is that in our regular everyday life, as like hard training basketball players, we always have this singular purpose. Everything that we do is pointed towards this goal of how can we become the best player we can possibly be. When we take this break, we are completely flipping that into reverse and essentially reconnecting with the way that we were as kids, which was to approach our lives with purposelessness. In other words, we had no ultimate purpose for what we were doing other than the enjoyment of doing it in the moment. So for example, when I was uh, 
well, <laughs> all of us used to like, when we were young, we would play with toys. We would play with like toy cars and action figures and different things like that. And we would do it not with a purpose, but like just to play for the act of playing because it was enjoyable to us. I used to love to sketch. I had no purpose of selling my sketches one day or becoming an artist one day. I, there was no goal in mind other than the act of sketching itself. I would geek out on like tr shading and different um, colored pencils at the arts and crafts store and take them home. And like, I, I used to love sketching Dragon Ball Z characters and anime characters. And I just loved to do it. There was no ultimate purpose. So that's what we're reconnecting to. It's less what do I want to have happen in the future? And more, how did I live when I was a kid? <laughs> Come back to that. And that's how you're going to get the most out of this experience. And uh, there are also, on, on top of this, a few rules that we need to follow. The first one being that you must do this for a minimum of 10 days. That's the minimum. Ideally, it's a full two weeks, but a minimum of 10 days. And a lot of players ask, can I do this for five days? Can I do this for a week? And a lot of the time, sometimes that's just a scheduling conflict, and we'll get into how to do a shortened version of this a little bit later. But if you're really going to do this right, it has to be at least 10 days, ideally a full two weeks. The reason for that is because as you get into this break, the first few days are kind of disorienting. You're still getting used to this living in a purposeless way in... Um, not doing the things that you've been habitually doing day after day. It's sort of like a detox phase where at the beginning of a cleanse, you kind of feel crappy, you know, like you're detoxing and then you start to feel good towards the end of it. The break is, in, is the same way. So in my experience for most people, everybody's different, but it usually takes three to four days to kind of get your bearings and get into the rhythm of the break and start to really deeply enjoy it. And then around day five, day six, day seven, you're really sinking into the rhythm of it. And you wanna give yourself as much time as possible. So if you're only doing five or seven days, that's not a long enough break. You want all of like the full deep healing, the clarity to come about, the reconnection to the game, the freedom from those belief systems to happen. Everything that we spoke about before is, uh, it's critical that you give that process time to happen. So my recommendation, is that you started on a Saturday, go all the way through the week to the following week and end on the Sunday. So you come back on the Monday, okay? So we're going Saturday all the way to the following Sunday, if that makes sense. Um, there is going to be, like I said, sort of that detox, um, you know, that off-ramp, so to speak, from your regular life into the break. And then there's gonna be an on-ramp at the end that I'll cover in a moment. But that's how, I, that's how I recommend doing it. No less than 10 days, ideally 14. And you can even extend this. I, I remember Austin did it for 17 days. Um, I will say as well that to the best of your ability, you want to avoid, we already said no basketball of any kind, no training of any kind. That means um, also we'll get into like, if you wanna lift some weights or exercise or things like that, we'll get into how to do that in a moment but no basketball of any kind ideally and this is the this is the difficult part no obsessing about basketball <laughs> and i know this is really hard for a lot of people uh, certainly was for me but you want to get out of that mindset of being completely absorbed in the game completely obsessed with it to the point where all of your thoughts are around how can i become a better player that's how i was growing up and if you're going to get the most out of this you have to disconnect from it it won't happen until you fully unplug and um, 
what else do I want to say about this before we get started? Um, well, let, let's get into exactly what to do, okay? So the actual activities that you can do, and these are for the most part uh, optional, actually. Like, I, I want to open the floor for you to do whatever is enjoyable to you. If you love to sketch, then sketch. If you love to take walks in nature, take walks in nature. If you love to meditate, then meditate. If you don't like doing those things, don't like doing those things. Again, we're optimizing for enjoyment here, okay? But just a few ideas of what to do. Um, first thing, break your pattern. Break your pattern. So if you've been living your life, well, all of us do to some degree, live our life in a sort of habitual way. We tend to do the same series of things in the same order day after day. And there are very few exceptions to this rule. Most of our life is, is relatively habitual. And so we want to break that pattern, do things in a different order, in a different way. If you've been eating the same series of meals, try some new meals. If you wake up and eat breakfast immediately, try um, waking up and meditating, try waking up and going for a walk or waking up and journaling before breakfast. Just do things in a little bit of a different way. Try um, taking a nap after lunch, for example, is an awesome way to do this. Um, just do things at a different time in a different way and experiment and, and really break up the pattern of your life. And that's going to help you sink into this break a lot. Um, well, it's going to help you clearly define the boundaries of the break. It'll actually feel like a break from your regular life. If you're just following the same habitual patterns, then it's kind of hard to do that. Um, so break your pattern. Um, I have some things written down for you sleep. <laughs> this is a really big one. If you're going to get the really profound, not only physical, but mental, emotional, and psychological healing, you want to sleep without an alarm clock. So go to bed relatively early. If um, you know your friends are going out one night and you want to go out, that's totally fine. Again, enjoy yourself here. This is your chance to do it. But in general, try to get to bed around 10 p.m. if you can and wake up without an alarm. If you wake up, let's say at six or seven or, or eight or whatever, and you're still sleepy, just allow yourself to fall back asleep. Like this is your time to sleep. And uh, it's <laughs> the more sleep, the better here, okay? Allow your body to sleep as much as it needs, no alarm. I would suggest taking a nap after lunch as well. So you have a long sleep at night and then you try to take a nap after lunch or at least lie down and maybe read a book, um, read a novel if you can, something like that, um, if you can't sleep. The other thing to do is reconnect with your friends and family. Take time to like really, if you're able to, I know different parts of the world at, at the time of recording this are in quarantine. Um, here in Canada, we are. But if you can, like reconnect with your friends, with your family, spend quality time with them where um, usually in your daily life, your training, your games and, and school and so on will take you away from it. Um, eat really good food whole nutritious organic food that's nourishing for your body you do not under any circumstances want to fill your body with junk food here this is not the time to like binge on doritos and chips on the couch and stuff like that do not do that for the healing to take place and for that clarity to come about we need um pure food for for your your system to be purified as it will be during this break we need pure food. So eat good whole food, food that you enjoy. You don't have to like uh, stuff yourself with broccoli if you hate broccoli. Um, I personally do, but eat things that you enjoy, but make sure that they're healthy. Um, reading for pleasure. You don't have to read to 
learn new things, but just reading books for pleasure. Like one of my breaks, I read Harry Potter again, which I hadn't done since I was a kid. It was so enjoyable, like things like that where, um, and again, no pressure to read if you don't want to read. Um, these are just some ideas, but reading for pre pleasure novels, uh, Dan Brown novels are awesome. Um, different biographies are really fun to read. I'm reading the Elon Musk biography right now. And these, these are pleasurable things to read. Um, you're not reading as a chore, in other words. Taking Epsom salt baths, like taking an Epsom salt bath before dinner is a really great idea with um, at least two cups of Epsom salt, as hot as the water will go, stay in there for about 20 minutes. That's another time you can read a novel in the bath if you'd like to. And uh, finish that off with a cold shower if you're going to do it. It's much better for your body to rinse off in cold afterwards rather than rinsing off with a hot shower. Um, it'll balance you out better. Walks in nature. Um, Every day, the way that I take my breaks uh, around lunch hour, I will do some exercise, eat lunch, and then take a nap. And then I'll go for a walk through the forest near my house. If you don't have a forest in nature, uh, walking through your neighborhood is perfectly fine. But there, there is something to the energy of the forest and the energy of, of nature and trees that really is uh, restorative for humans. So do that if you can. Um, going for hikes is great if you can. Um, again, these are just some ideas, good movies and TV shows, nothing too violent or too dramatic. We're resting our system here. So comedies, things that are light are really good. Um, I loved watching Big Bang Theory during one of my breaks, things like that. The Office is a good show. Um, you know, whatever you're into, just make sure that it's relatively light, um, nothing too violent. Journaling is a really good practice here. You can journal in like a moleskin notebook or whatever, um, about your experiences during the break, you can actually, one really good way to journal, I call this contemplation. So you ask yourself a question, write down a question at the top of the page, and then answer that question. You can ask questions about, uh, about life, about a decision that you're trying to make in your life, about a relationship that you're having, anything that you're cu curious about or needing to figure out, ask yourself that question. This is a really powerful active mind practice. Um, Go watch Active Mind, that talk after this, if you haven't already. It's really, really found foundational here. Uh, but contemplation, ask yourself a question and then write out the answer to yourself. Doing this for you know 30 minutes every morning before breakfast is a, a practice of mind during these breaks. It's really powerful. And uh, what else do we have? Oh, exercise. So this is an important one because we are disconnecting from our regular training, but if you do want to exercise, what I will say is that break the pattern of your, of your training. So we're not training, we are exercising. It's a different thing. We're not trying to build a bunch of muscle or add six inches to our vertical or really get anything out of it other than the pleasurable feeling of moving our body. That is what like healthy exercise really is. So you might try calisthenics, yoga, um, hiking again is a form of exercise, nothing super, super intense. Um, you know, really like pick your method here, anything goes, just make sure that you're still resting your system. I would definitely suggest taking at least maybe four or five days totally off from any form of exercise early on in the break. And then you can come back to um, just again, good pleasurable movement. Uh, what, I mean, 
I don't typically recommend this, but now would be a time like if you like to jog and you, you feel really good jogging, jogging for 30 minutes a day it would be a good form of exercise. You want things that feel good, that don't leave you drained, that you are energized after doing, and that um, don't, <laughs> how would I put this? That don't reabsorb you into the drive to improve at basketball. This should be really just a, a positive, pleasant feeling in your body. So you can exercise in that way. And again, not trying to like make a whole bunch of progress. That's not what we're doing here. And finally, the, the principle that really governs all of these activities and all of those with the exception of really the sleep, <laughs> you really wanna do that. But other than that, the like walking, reading, um, you can also do unguided meditation. If you feel like it, no pressure at all. If you really enjoy meditation, you, you can totally keep up that practice. But the principle that governs all of these is balance. If you <laughs> start binging on any one of these things, if you do too much exercise or even too much like NBA 2K on the couch or too much, too many movies or too much TV, um, you're gonna fall out of balance. And what we wanna do here is stay in balance so that full holistic healing can occur. One break, I totally wasted it <laughs> and played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for like two weeks straight for eight hours a day. Felt horrible at the end of that break. So lesson learned, no binging of any kind, make sure that you stay in balance. So you want just a, a, a feeling of wellness as you go throughout this break. That's what we're going for here. Um, as far as what not to do, we already talked about no training, no playing, I no working out, like training in the gym for basketball. The, by gym, I mean weight room. Ideally, no like overthinking the game of basketball, not no obsessing about it to the best of your ability. I know that's difficult. Um, we already covered all that. No watching basketball videos. <laughs> so no like basketball videos on YouTube, Instagram, uh, these deep game talks take a break from them. You can catch up afterwards. I promise you the internet is not going anywhere. So you can totally catch up after your break. Just disconnect from all of that. Uh, my strong, strong recommendation to you, unless you have some critical reason for not doing this, uh, I really strongly suggest you do this. Disconnect from social media entirely. Block Instagram, block Facebook, uh, even YouTube to some degree. You can watch some YouTube videos, but it's so easy to get sucked down that basketball training rabbit hole. Um, you know, if you're watching YouTube just for fun, that that's okay. But again, be careful here. So my strong recommendation is to block social media and take a break from it. You can text your friends, all right? You don't need to Snapchat them. You don't need to... Um, it, this really will help your mental clarity and your reconnection to yourself. And uh, that sort of dust clearing effect, <laughs> this will really help, all right? So disconnecting from social media is my strong recommendation for you. I personally have been using this app called freedom.to. I think it's a couple bucks or something like that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just so, so helpful. So I, I have blocked Instagram for many years. I haven't even looked at it. We have like other people who run the Instagram account. That's probably why it doesn't grow because I don't pay attention to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I block Instagram, block Facebook, block YouTube, make sure that you're not picking up your phone and like scrolling through these sites the whole day. You can easily eat up a few hours in your morning and feel like garbage at the end just by like picking up your phone right away. So that's what we want to avoid doing.
And uh, again, I covered this, but no binging. All right, no binging on anything, stay in balance. So those are the general instructions. And I'd like to just give you a sample of what my day lo looked like. Hopefully this is instructive for you, but again, no pressure at all to follow my exact formula here. Um, the way that my day looked, my break looked like when I last took it, which was uh, very recent actually. I would wake up without an alarm, usually around 6.30 or so because I, I go to bed fairly early, but um, I, I just let myself wake up whenever. And uh, if I was sleepy, I would just doze off again, or I would um, I would wait until I really felt like getting out of bed. And then I would do that contemplation. So I'd go downstairs, make some tea, do like ask myself a question at the top of the page and then answer that question. Usually it took 20, 30, 30 minutes or so. Um, I would do a meditation practice. I would take a cold shower before that. And then I would eat breakfast and I would literally do like the stereotypical <laughs> thing of like I, I would make breakfast and then I would sit down on the couch and I would watch NBA highlights and then when I was done breakfast I would do whatever I felt like I, I usually would go for a walk at that point through the forest um, I would uh, play NBA 2k I got really good at, at blacktop three on three uh, I would just do whatever talk to a friend on the phone um, you know whatever I felt like at that point and then I would do some exercise, like some calisthenics, yoga, stuff like that. And I would have lunch. And sometimes I would watch an entire movie at lunch, which was really enjoyable. Not something I would like ever do ordinarily, but you got time, right? So <laughs> I'd watch uh, like comedies and then I would doze off, take a nap. Sometimes I'd like finish my lunch and then watch the rest of the movie on my phone up in bed, drift off to sleep, uh, wake up, go for another walk most often. And then I would come back, I would uh, play a little bit more NBA 2K on blacktop. <laughs> and then I would uh, sometimes have a sauna, I would do a little bit more exercise and yoga, calisthenics. And then I would go over to my mom's and have dinner and we'd watch a TV show, we'd watch a movie, um, whatever the case was that evening. And then I would go home and I would read a novel until falling asleep. <laughs> and that was my whole day for uh, I actually did three weeks. I pushed it to three weeks because I was so run down and I just really needed it. But I did that for three weeks very recently and came back feeling amazing. So I strongly, strongly recommend that um, you give yourself as much time as you can if you have that ability. I um, My life is such that I kind of organize my own schedule so it's easier that way. But um, yeah, give yourself as much time as you can. And what I also want to do is wrap up this chapter with <laughs> one more review from a player who uh, we, we've shared Austin, we've shared Auntie. I want to share Rayson. So Rayson has kind of a unique take on this. And so this is what he experienced. This two-week break is actually the best training I've ever done that transformed my game even though I didn't train at all. I was completely detached coming out from the break and my enjoyment and love for the game was so high. My skills didn't get any worse at all, but actually went upwards for the next few weeks after the break. I also found a few things that I'd like to do outside of basketball and learned to take pleasure in doing those things. This two week break brought me back to feeling the love that is always there, but got clouded by my attachment to external results. So 
<laughs> this is what's possible here. And you can kind of imagine like going through my day-to-day -day routine, how enjoyable that was, how you can just take the day slowly and take things as they come, do things for enjoyment. If you don't feel like doing something, don't do it, do something else, do what you feel like, right? Like our, our lives are so um, purpose-driven all the time that reconnecting with purposelessness and that childlike quality of really enjoying yourself in the moment will bring this deep sense of rest and restoration and clarity to you that you can't get otherwise. I don't know of another method, frankly, that can give you the same results as this two-week break can. And it's such an enjoyable practice. Like this is, um, I look forward to it. Even now, having recently finished my break, I'm like looking forward to the next one when I get to do this again, because it's just so, so pleasurable. So what um, what we're gonna do now well, let's let's talk about re-entry first, because I, I'm as I mentioned, there's sort of an off-ramp from your regular life into the break where you're detoxing and getting used to being on break. And then there's the core of the break, and then there's a, a re-entry, an on-ramp back into your regular life. So I'll share that process with you now, and then we'll and then we'll take a break, and then we'll get into the FAQ in the final chapter. Um, what when I said that my recommendation is Saturday all the way through until the following Sunday. What you wanna do is after, at the end of the second week, on the Thursday or Friday, take a little bit of time, not much, but uh, you know, th this is really different for everybody, but I would guess you're, you're only gonna need maybe an hour or two to do this. Take some time, sit down, and plan out the following week. So you're not starting on Monday, scrambling and putting all the pieces together. You wanna to get an idea for how to hit the ground running come Monday when you get back to life. So take some time Thursday or Friday. I, I usually, for me, it takes a little longer because I have to plan work and get our projects in order and make sure that everything's up to date. So I'll take like Thursday morning for maybe 90 minutes and Friday morning again for another 90 minutes. Um, but not too long, just to put everything in order and get it all set for the following week. That's a really good thing to do to get your mind reoriented. And then you can give yourself the Saturday and Sunday completely off once again to like finish your break uh, on a break, <laughs> so to speak. What I also suggest that you do is uh, a really simple contemplation. So I mentioned contemplation and journaling. During that final Saturday and Sunday, so Thursday, Friday, you do your planning. Uh, as little time as it, as it takes. So you may not need both Thursday and Friday, but just make sure that you get all your stuff organized. And then Saturday and Sunday, sit down at some point and do this contemplation right at the top of the page. What are the biggest lessons that I learned during this two-week break? And then answer it and take as much time as you need. I recommend at least 45 minutes because you want to really excavate <laughs> the, the gold from this exercise. And my experience is that in the beginning, your answers will be sort of obvious and maybe a little bit more shallow, but the further you push yourself to really um, coming up with the deeper lessons, the second, um, the second half of this exercise, like from minute 20 to 45, is really, really where the gold is, all right? So give yourself time, sit down 45 minutes, do this contemplation, and that will sort of integrate the learning that you've uh, experienced during the course of this break. And then finally, when you go back, make sure that you're starting off somewhere around 70% volume or whatever feels good. You don't want to go all the way back to like full volume on all of your exercises, all of your training right away. You want to 
kind of ease your way back into it, but keep in mind, it's not gonna take you all that long. You may experience a little bit of rust, a little bit of deconditioning, but it's not gonna be severe. Um, and, and it's gonna come roaring back right away once you get back into your training. So the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe 70% volume-ish, go by feel. And then towards the end of that first week, you should be all the way back at regular volume. Um, like I said, most players don't experience much rust at all. Many players come back and they are even better. That was, uh, like, like I said, I think I mentioned this, but if I, if I haven't, then I'll just say it now. Um, one Christmas break when I dunked for the first time, that was after taking a few days off because the gyms were, were closed. That happened, you know, because I recovered and healed fully. So, you know, everybody's experience is different expect maybe a little bit of rust but your skills won't fall apart and actually you'll be feeling a lot better after you shake off that rust and get back into the swing of things so that's the re-entry process uh, next we're going to do an faq and just some closing thoughts on this and i'm also going to give you a uh, a shortened accelerated version of this that you can actually do weekly which is really powerful so uh, let's take a break now Drink a water, stretch up, settle in, and then we'll come back for the FAQ. And there's some really important distinctions that we need to make in the FAQ, so make sure that you tune in for that. Okay, we're almost there. So let's talk about a few questions that players inevitably ask whenever I talk about this two-week break. And the first one being, what if I'm in season? What if I'm playing for a team right now? How do I do this break? And unfortunately, the short answer is you can't. It doesn't work that way. If you're going to disconnect from basketball, you have to disconnect from basketball. There's no doing this too, or uh, there, there's no doing this halfway. You have to go all the way. So wait until you have a clearly defined period of time where you can step away from basketball completely. During the season, the closest thing to that is like Christmas break. Uh, that's a really good opportunity to take this break. But in general, if you're in the heat of your season is not the time. Wait until the off season, like early, early off season right away at the, like as soon as your season ends and your last game finishes, that's a great time to take this two week break. And then again, I would actually recommend, um, if you, if you can, this is all like pending your unique schedule, but towards the end of the summer, after you've done a really good push from the end of your season all the way to the end of the summer, like late August, let's say, taking another two-week break right before you go into preseason training is a really, really good idea. And then finally, uh, Christmas break again. So those three times, like Christmas break, early off season, uh, just before the preseason, if you insert those into your annual schedule you're going to be coming out uh <laughs> you're going to be coming out ahead like it's it's going to work really well for you and it will amplify the results from all of the training and playing that you're doing in between those breaks the other question is a little bit more nuanced and it's uh essentially what do i do if i'm in school in school obviously you have responsibilities you have things that you need to do homework and so on and so forth and that's trickier because yes, you can disconnect from basketball, but if you're in a really intense stretch of school where you have a lot of projects and a lot of homework, it's really not a good time to take this break, unfortunately. It's if your school, um, your workload at school isn't so high and you can maybe do an hour a day or something like that, that's okay. But if you're 
like really in the heat of school, unfortunately, it just can't be done. So wait until you have a, a very clear cut, like two weeks off that you can commit to just being with yourself and doing things that you enjoy doing. All right. So again, unfortunately, I don't have like a cut and dry answer for that. It depends on your situation, but you be the judge. Like if, if you're going to actually be able to disconnect and enjoy yourself as much as possible, while also doing a little bit of school here and there, go for it. Otherwise, just wait until you have um, a, an open period of time. The next question, and I know I, I already kind of alluded to this in the previous chapter, but I'm going to say it again here. What if I have less than two weeks? If you have less than two weeks, the minimum to do this effectively is 10 days. If you have less than 10 days, what I'm going um, to suggest to you is that don't try to take a break. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been talking for a while now. Don't try to take a break that is like compressed into five days or three days or seven days or anything like that. But there is a practice that can are, are sort of like micro breaks uh, every week. So what I do personally is I treat every weekend in the same way as I treat these two-week breaks. So I construct my weekends in such a way that it is purely for purposeless enjoyment. I'm doing the things that I would normally do during a break, but I'm doing them every weekend. And so I go really hard Monday through Friday, and then I give myself the weekend where I'm in break mode. And as you get better at taking these two-week breaks and you get more uh, used to them and you find the things that you really love to do and the way in which you like to take these breaks, you're going to get better at the weekends and the weekends are kind of practice for the big breaks. <laughs> so it's funny, like we treat these breaks as a serious practice. It's funny to say like taking a break would be training, but it is in that way. Like you're building the skill set of being able to rest and relax more fully. So your weekends can be like this. And if you have the opportunity to take a three-day weekend, that's awesome. Like, you know, um, it's it's just a micro break, but we're not confusing this with a full-blown two-week break. You can't take the three or five days or something and say, oh, I've done my two-week break, so I'm good. No, that's not the same thing here. So I would encourage you to try to take um, if you can take at least one day, ideally two days on the weekend where you're really giving yourself a break as often as you can. And there's tournaments and there's things that come up and there's open runs you need to go to. And I get it, right? It's basketball life is, is hectic. But when you're able to, at least once a month, give yourself like a two or even three day weekend if you can to go into break mode. Um, and even better if you can do this more often, twice, three times a month would be great. But uh, I'm just going to repeat this one more time. Don't confuse that with a full-blown two-week break. It is not the same thing. You still got to take the full break <laughs> at some point. And then uh, finally, uh, and I think we already kind of covered this, but how often to do this. For me, I like to do it quarterly. So that means, you know, essentially seasonally, I'll take it every three months or so. I'll do a two-week break. Um most basketball players, that's probably not manageable with your schedule. If you can, that's awesome. Uh, two or three times a year would be would be perfect. If if you can pull that off, once a year isn't really enough. Twice a year is pretty good. Best would be three or even four times a year. Three is sort of the sweet spot for most basketball players. And like I said, Christmas break 
early, early off season, as soon as your season ends uh, with your school team before even AAU basketball starts, if you play AAU, um, and then late off season, like last two weeks of August. And you know your schedule better than I do. You don't want to like reject big opportunities to play and stuff like that. No, like be sensible about this, but where you can try to inject that two week break and make it work with your schedule. And uh, finally, I want to reiterate the law of transcendence. And this is the eighth law of the deep game, which states that basketball is not life. It is a teacher of life. And for basketball to effectively teach you about life, you need to step away from basketball and reconnect to life itself for those lessons to integrate. That's what this break is so good at doing. You, When you step away and get sort of that aerial view of your career and your process and everything that you've been doing and you see it with clear eyes for the first time it is (laughs) the lessons become so obvious where you start to say like why didn't i see that before why was i doing something in that way that was just silly i was veering off on the path to the right and like i if i had just kept on going i would have gotten nowhere or gone in a circle like oh, here's how I course correct. And the lessons become so much more clear, so much more tangible that um, I really, at this point, this is one of those practices that I don't think you can do without. This is as fundamental as meditation, as skill work, as lifting weights, as all of the things that we do as practitioners of the deep game. The two-week break is right up there with the absolute fundamentals. So make time for this make all of the time don't like try to pack it into five days or whatever give yourself the full two weeks and not only will it be incredibly enjoyable like this is (laughs) this is sort of like a like a dessert practice right like it's really really uh, pleasant to do but it will make everything else that you do so much more profound and it will help you embody that law of transcendence so much more deeply in your game so That's my wish for you. I hope this helped you out. Good luck on your two-week break. If you have any questions at all, let me know, and I will see you in the next one. Hey, it's Coach Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is head over to deepgame.com or click the link around this video and it'll take you to our free masterclass where you'll learn all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know about the deep game in just one hour. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives. And I really think this can completely transform the way that you look at the game of basketball. So like I said before, this is completely free of charge. Head over over to deepgame.com right now, and I will see you over there.